Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which talks to Christian leaders about the topics that really matter. I'm Andy Peck. It's said that leaders should have goals that are big, hairy and audacious, so-called BHAG. This week I'm joined on the Leadership File by Steve Harper, who is the community developer for a charity that has audacious goals. The charity is Christian Vision and it has two strategies, to touch a billion and impact a nation. So welcome to Leadership File, Steve. Thank you. So uh, let me just talk first about this, this big vision. How did Christian Vision start? Okay, so um, it started um, with one guy um, called Lord Edmiston, or at the time he was just Bob Edmiston. Hmm. Um, basically, he was a very successful business person in the motor industry. So um, he was a finance guy, and then the company he was working for was uh, called Jensen Motors. And what happened was they were going into liquidation as he was brought in to do the accounts. So it's a bit of a weird time for him to be an accountant of a firm going into liquidation. Um, but as part of him coming in, he attained the rights for the parts business. And what that meant was that when the company went bankrupt, he still retained the parts side of the business and obviously the cars were still out there people were still using them on the road and so if they needed repairing they needed to go to somebody in order to get their car mended so they would go to bob who had the rights to get the repairs done and he literally built his motor business off of the parts section of jensen motors um as the business grew and expanded he then applied for the rights for subaru cars um to have the rights to sell subaru across europe um, he won that contract, and then roughly around that time, he really felt God challenge him with the finance that he had. Um, in about 1986, he started Christian Vision, and it's all with the idea of touching a billion people um, with the gospel. Well, and uh, so some people remember, remember the Jensen Interceptor, I guess, the car. And yes, that, that would be yeah. that connected to that. I mean, I knew nothing about Jensen Motors. Like, I think my dad mentioned them to me when I was younger, but mm. the Interceptor is always the one that people recognise. Mm. Everybody seems to know that car. So, <laughs> Yes, indeed. I don't know why that should be. So um, now, uh, just to be clear, of course, Christian Vision is different from Christian Vision for Men, which is Carl Beach's outfit, and also from Christian Vision Ministries, which is a US-based outfit. So just to, you know, it's a great title, and I'm not, no, not criticising the title, but just so that people listening understand. So yeah, that's, there are many Christians with visions, and <laughs> we're separate from those two, although both of them, in particular Carl, they do great work. So so, so this, is a, this is an audacious vision to touch a billion mm-hmm. uh, and impact a nation. So... Uh, how, what does that? How does that? What does that look like on the ground? You're a community developer for Christian Vision. It's quite, you know, it's quite an honour, really. Um, when you think about it, sometimes I will be in the office at my desk and I'll think about, you know, what does it really mean that I'm part of an organisation mm. that's seeking to touch a billion people for Christ? Um, and when you really break it down, and we have a, a tagline underneath that, which is um, "Touch a billion, but it's one by one." Mm. And that I think that's really how I look at it, is that we're looking to reach that billion one person at a time. Mm. Um, and so everything I do, whether it's contributing to a blog or whether it's even if it's doing something simple as just posting online mm. on Facebook or whatever social media platform, 
it's knowing that there could be one person in the world somewhere who sees that content mm. who's not a Christian and it completely changes their life where they come into a relationship with God. Mm. And I think for me, I take that very personally, like it's evangelism mm. to me. Mm. And that makes it very much an honor to to work for Christian Vision and just to be a part of mm. such an, an extravagant, ambitious vision that is Christian Vision in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say it's, it's tricky because you look at it both ways. Sometimes you look at it regionally and it's a much bigger wide reaching spectrum of okay we're looking at reaching tens of thousands of people with this campaign Mm. but for me it's i always like to look at it as the individual knowing that there's somebody even Mm. if it is ten thousand people it's knowing that that's made up of human beings real individuals Mm. who are just being inspired and having their lives changed Mm. because of what we're producing um so it's a big privilege to be a part of that okay now i i there's, there's a broad range of activities that represents yeah. Christian Vision. But just give give me some of the highlights in terms of... There's a website, obviously. There's um, christianvision.com, mm-hmm. which is the overriding charity organizational mm. website. So on there, you will find all of the different regions within mm. Christian Vision. And within that, you will find all of the regional expressions. So we mm. have Impact the Nation, which is the regional expression okay. of touching a billion for christ so right. for example in the ukraine um in kiev we run an orphanage mm-hmm. to help the homeless and to help young people who haven't got mothers or fathers there's i saw a video there's thousands of children in kiev who live underground they literally live in the sewerage networks in kiev and they survive in the sewers off of other people's rubbish mm. and so they've built this orf- orphanage out of the idea of we need to help those kids or as many as we can Mm -hmm. so that's been built there we don't exclusively do orphanages it was just that in kiev the need was Mm -hmm. there and Mm -hmm. we we sought to change something that was going wrong um in other areas for example in the uk we have very much just yes he is specific at the moment so yes he is that's a website yes he is.com yes he is.com um which is all about online evangelism all of our regions uh, use yesies.com mm. so that's kind of the one that's a little bit special now because that runs in every single region okay. regardless of what else you're doing and mm. um, we used to support in the uk several charities like um, sunday night live for example we supported them they had an office um in mm. our offices and it was who i used to work for before christian vision so um we try and support people who are seeking to reach the lost in the uk and that's always the remit globally is that we want organisations with a heart for the kingdom mm. and building the kingdom. If it fits in that remit, then we look to do what we can. So we do mm. loads of church planting in the Far East. We, um, we're in East Timor, planting churches there. Um, we're actually going into South Sudan now as well. Well, um, and which is again, it you know, it brings completely different concept to your ver- your vision of touching a billion people. Mm. We like to train pastors as well. Um, so what we do is we go into Africa and into East Timor and South Sudan, and we will actually train the pastors while we plant the church. And the idea is is that we're not going to stay there. We'll come out and leave them with the church that they've planted and then worked mm. with. Because ultimately it's not about us coming in and forcing all of our thoughts onto them and leading them. It's actually about us discipling them, mm-hmm. creating leaders within the country who are then going to lead themselves because they have the best knowledge of the people they're reaching, not mm-hmm. us. But we have the knowledge of how to plant a church and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. just being disciples. So 
that's another thing that we do globally. In Miami, we have a radio station um, which reaches, I believe it's 10 million people across Latin America. Um, so South America, we have literally hundreds of affiliate radio stations that send out our programming from Miami. And um, again, that touches loads of people through different Christian media. And they're not all Christian radio stations, but it's Christian content. So it's really important that we're actually being a voice in a non-Christian world. Um, and obviously we get calls through, we get emails and all that stuff to the Miami office saying, you know, I've been touched by this. I want to ask more questions about God. So it varies from region to region. We're in Egypt as well. Um, Egypt is a very difficult place mm -hmm. politically um, and obviously spiritually as well. And so we have we have different names in Egypt. We have the same stuff. Yes, he is. He's called Sharak Online. Okay. Um, but the idea of that is just politically to protect them as a Christian organization, although they're very much doing exactly the same and trying to get the gospel out in mm. even in an, a hostile environment. Right. So organizationally, presumably, you have little t kind of teams in these countries, yeah? Yes. Who, are, who have – and are they drawing from the resources of um, that you've mentioned uh, in terms of Bob's – Bob Ed, Ed – Edmiston. Edmiston. So what happens is um, Lord Edmiston funds mm. the whole charity. He okay. put in um, £180 million back in eighty six, mm. and he said, that's the pot that you guys have got to run mm. from. He really felt called in the last couple of years to put more into the pot than that. So I think he's committed to putting another £180 million in in the next year or so now. Um, so... It's an interesting time. It's a very interesting organization to work for because from what I've seen of Christian ministries, there aren't many with um, resources or as, mm. as such great resources as we we get. And another reason why I guess we're so privileged to have the touch a billion, um, you know, we've seen God's provision mm. behind that vision. So it really makes sense to me when you've got that vision, God does answer and he does give you the tools that you need to then fulfill the vision of what he's calling you to do so it's because at the end of the day you can have as much money as you like but it's god who's yeah god is touching the people <laughs> yeah and one of the greatest things um i know he's my boss but every time i've met lord Edmiston, mm. he's always been such a humble man mm. and he always looks to god first in everything that he does and that really struck me when i first met him um even when i first thought about joining christian vision there were all questions in my head of, am I joining an organization that's doing this to fulfill themselves or are they doing this really to grow right. the kingdom? And yeah. I can definitely, definitely say personally that one of the biggest things that touched me was mm. his heart, his humility, um, Tracy as well, his wife, just brilliant people who just want to see people get saved. Um, and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get that to happen mm. um, and if that means we go to the ends of the earth then we go to the ends of the earth yeah. and we do what's needed in each region sure and just briefly before we come to a break you, your, your role is community developer what does that entail in terms of okay, your day to day so work community developer is kind of a two-pronged thing mm. um one side of it is the online side so i work on social media developing our strategy for our posting what we're going to be talking about online mm. how we communicate with our community and build that community mm. um the other side of it which is probably more more of my predominant side now is working alongside churches and trying to get christian organizations on board um and creating partners with christian vision 
you know, because we're reaching people, because we're looking for decisions, we need to be able to place them mm. somewhere. Sure. If somebody in the UK just makes a decision, we need to be able to say, okay, here's a great church for you mm. to go to. We can't just do the discipleship ourselves because they'll get lost and we won't mm. know where they are. So we need churches to work with us in partnership so that we can connect together so that we can utilize the resources of the church. We've got people who hopefully have got a kingdom heart, mm. who want to reach people, who want to build relationship with non-Christians. Mm. And we want to be able to supply the church with non-Christians who are making decisions online and put them across to those guys in a local church setting mm. so that we can bridge the gap from an online world to the offline church. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, you're listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Steve Harper. Steve is the community developer uh, for Christian Vision. We'll be back just after this. Well, welcome back to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Steve Harper. Steve is the community developer for a charity with audacious goals uh, to touch a billion and impact a nation. It's called Christian Vision. And we were talking before the break a little bit about how the charity started back in 1986 and how it's developed with uh, a, a, literally a worldwide reach um, and a little bit just before the break of, of Steve's role within that, of, um, of particularly helping uh, develop connections with local churches so that when people come to faith or make a decision online through the web- website yesiers.com they're then uh, able to get to, to real live people who can uh, help to take them on um, now as I prepared uh, I visited the website of Christian Vision and the live stats um, Steve and I clicked up on Europe and I saw the following video views 124,433 <laughs> subscribers 3,584 shares 38,443 shares Shared views, 10,841. Social actions, 432,256. So, I mean, I don't know, what does all that, that represents, obviously, how your site is impacting people. So take us through, without going into massive detail, what's that telling you as a, you know, as a worker at Christian Vision, what people are doing with the site? Well, obviously, um, with Yes Ears, we we always have this kind of conflict in our hearts of, Mm. We want to make sure that we're not a Christian YouTube, essentially. Right, okay. we, we don't want Christians to come to SE is just to watch videos okay. and please themselves. Mm-hmm. There is an intent to it. We provide um, a gospel presentation at okay. the end of each video. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, is that the first video represents and presents Jesus to somebody. Mm. But then we present the gospel to them so that after they've watched it, they can then make a decision as well. Mm, mm. So the point of Yes, He Is is for Christians to use a video to share with a non-Christian friend, okay. not to just sit there and view it. Mm. So when I look at video views, we know that obviously the people have come to the site. They've actually mm. watched the video itself. The rest of them are more actions. So the subscribers are people who have signed up to Yes, He Is. Okay. So that's people who have their own personal profile on Yes Ears, mm-hmm. who we track the videos that they share. And then what we do is we give some interesting figures of how many people have actually watched the videos that you okay. have shared, yeah. how many people have made a decision based on the videos that you've shared. Mm-hmm. Um, and all this is available. Uh, we have a free app as well, well. that you can download. So um, you, it's all the information comes upon there in your profile section. So, for example, I know that four people have got saved from content that I've shared through Yes Ears. They've made a decision, and that's mm. come through to our online response system with Christian Vision. 
But it's, I mean, we're talking staggering numbers, obviously. It's yeah. wonderful. I mean, the mm. important thing here is the potential. Mm. Um, you know, I, I've only shared like six videos and mm. that's gone out to over five and a half thousand people. Mm. And from that five and a half thousand, you've then had four decisions. So it's understanding that there's potential in the online world and that when we share content, we don't mm. know who can see it and who's going to share it on from us. Mm. and just how big that can get. We all know about viral videos, mm. and it works in the same principle. If we've got a gospel video that goes viral, mm. then we've got a bigger chance of more people seeing the gospel and making a decision whether they want to follow Christ. Right, right. Um, so, the again, shared views is all... The shares and the shared views are all about the audience. How many times have somebody, from a video view, how many times have they actually shared the video from mm. that? So if you see a picture on Facebook or if you see a video on Facebook, you've got the option to share. So every time that's clicked, that would go under the share. I see. That's and the brilliant. share views is bigger than that. So imagine you've just seen a piece of content on your friend's Facebook time mm-hmm. timeline. So you've shared that. And then the shared view is how many people have watched the content after you shared it. I see. Splendid. So it's even bigger reach than yep. the initial video post fantastic great now um i you have a fascinating story in how you came to be interested in this work i we haven't got time to, to go the ins and outs but it is you know the lord clearly has led you to to doing what you're doing hasn't he um oh yeah um i don't know how you can tell the story shortly but I think, uh, what you want to say but um okay so if i stick to the main points then i got saved when i was four years old hmm. um coming back from a gypsy christian conference which was unusual in itself. Um, then I wanted to play football, so I, I didn't go to church for the next 10, 15 years while I was playing football um, and pursuing a professional football career. Um, within all this time, God spoke to me and said that he wanted me to do business and a master's in business. Mm. So I told God I didn't. I wanted to do football, and I mm. wanted to be a footballer. So I pursued that. Um, at the age of 17, I was signed by uh, Plymouth Argyle, football club in the academy um i started training and playing with the first team there um and it was literally the week before i was getting offered my professional contract that god really convicted me um and pulled me out if you like he he showed me a, a goalkeeper coming in the car park who he'd been out the night before i saw his face and he just looked completely lost he had all this materialistic stuff he had the cars the girls the house all that stuff but he just looked lost. And um, I remember God speaking to me and saying, in five years' time, if you stick to what you want to do, that's going to be you. You're going to be that goalkeeper and you're going to be lost. So mm. I knew then I was convicted and I was mm. like, I'm out of this. So I rejected um, the contract from the club the next week and then I went straight. As it happened, I was 18, so I went straight into university, um, did my degree in business and management. I then took a break as God told me to go over to America mm. um, where I worked for the Dream Center in Los Angeles, California, um, got to know the pastor, ended up being asked if I wanted to help plant the church in New York. So the New York Dream Center did that, came back home, and then finished my master's degree. Um, and by this time I was 26. So I'd really had this 12 year journey of seeing God tell me in my teens that I was going to do business, Mm. me wanting to be a footballer and do that. Mm. Um, him allowing me to experience being a footballer Mm. because as much as I I know it was me selfishly wanting to do it, God still out of his love allowed me to experience what it was like. 
Um, and if it hadn't have been for that, I probably would have still wanted to do it. Mm. Um, so I came back and just to see how God had brought me through my masters. And then I really just felt the call to ministry. It was the idea of, I need to decide what I'm going to do with business. Now mm. you've told me to do it. I've spent 12 years seeing this journey live itself out. So mm. what's next? Um, it was a bit of prayer. And then I ended up at Sunday night live who have share an office with Christian vision, as I mentioned, and then Christian Vision employed me, and I've been with Christian Vision now for the last couple of years. Fantastic! Well, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful story, and you, you've you know gone over lots of other details of the Lord's hand in that. So, so thank you for yeah. for sharing that. So, just as we we come to a close, uh, Steve, a, a few a few questions. Um, uh, a leader that you admire, dead or alive? Oh, hands down, Matthew Barnett. Matthew. Matthew Barnett. Uh-huh. He's the pastor of the Dream Center in Los Angeles. Fantastic. Okay. Absolute best guy you will ever meet wonderful okay thank you very much um uh, a technology or a tool that helps you lead oh this is such a difficult one i would actually say a technology that helps me lead would have to be social media Hmm. um simply because you've basically got the pulse on culture Hmm. and if you ever need to know what's going on in this world, if you ever need to know what non-Christians are talking about and what they're interested in, you've only got to sit on Twitter for five minutes and you get a very good idea of what people are talking about, Mm. what people's ideas are. So for me, I would say that because it helps me to understand non-Christians better and, Mm. you know, where they're placed, what they believe in the world, how they see God, conversations Mm. that happen spiritually. Mm. Um, And, you know, the whole environment, just everything about culture sends itself onto onto social media quite well. Okay. And a book that's changed the way you lead? Um, 13th Round by Rubin Carter. Mm. Um, Not necessarily as a leadership book. But it's um, it's a story which Denzel Washington starred in a film called The Hurricane. Mm. And his character is called Rubin Carter. And Rubin Carter, the 13th round, is the autobiography of, mm. of Rubin, the Hurricane Carter. And he just goes through a very traumatic, unbelievable life that he has going to prison and then becoming the world champion, having his title stripped because of his race and then having this fight to get out of prison um, there's a famous song Bob Dylan wrote um, all about the hurricane. Right. So just reading his journey and seeing the strength that came through and seeing how people came alongside him to help him in the mm. time of need, but also seeing how he led others as well. It's an interesting book and it just, it really shaped a lot of my ideas on life and oh, fantastic. Well, I've never heard of it, but that's wonderful too. Yeah, so it's a really good book. The 13th round by Ruben Carter. Yeah. So we need to just remind folk of, um, of how they can get in touch with these resources. And particularly if church leaders want to connect with you, because you know, the, your aim is of course to connect with them to, yeah. to, to, to make sure that people who come to faith will have places in the various parts of the UK where they can uh, yes so so Um, what what should people do there's a number of ways they can do it you can go on to yeses.com and Mm -hmm. sign in yeah i would suggest uh download the app yeah uh that's the first place on there you get a personal profile Mm. you can also download an app called simple truth Mm -hmm. which is a discipleship app it's really good about giving you the foundations of faith. So it tells you all about the Bible. If you want to know what prayer is mm. and why it's biblically mm. sound and founded, that it's all in that app. So it's a really good app to explore and look through. And we also have a website called churchconnect.io. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And on that website, we basically have a church directory for the UK. So what if you're a leader and you're listening or a pastor of a church? In fact, if you're just part of a church and you know that you'd want to sign up to it, you just go onto the website. It's all completely free. You can log your church in. You can build a church profile. You can have a personal profile then that sits as an administrator. But in order to connect with me personally, you need to click um, be a partner church. Okay. Because if you want to be a partner church, what you're saying is it's not about money because we don't charge anything for anything that we do. Mm. And I really want to stress that. Um, Being a partner with us is all about walking in relationship and developing Mm. um, a relationship to the extent where we can get people who are being saved online into your local church Mm. and so if you sign up to the website and if you ask to be a partner you're showing us that you've got a kingdom mindset that you've got the right heart for evangelism and that's somebody who we want to work with and build relationship with so anybody who wants to become a partner church we're more than interested in talking to and i'm definitely happy to to speak with with them personally and just journey and see what we can do and how christian vision can serve the church in the uk well, that's terrific. Well, thank you, Steve. Sadly, time has defeated us. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so that's Steve Harper uh, from Christian Vision. Do log on to Premier's own website, www.premier.org.uk, and listen to archive versions of the Egypt file after you've uh, logged on to yesears.com, of course. Thank you for joining us. Uh, look forward to your company again next Sunday at 3.30. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk.